Will you guys chill out? I'm trying to do a podcast. In today's section 312, we have schedules, people. We have baseball schedules that they've been released. We break down the Cubs and the Sox schedule. Baseball is around the corner. We talked the Mahomes mega deal. That boy got paid. We have a cheat sheet for the Bears, an all-new Sneedlers list. We got Fight Island coming up this week. It's a jam-packed show. There's a stellar main event on Saturday. We got a little WWE talk, and we end the episode on some segments. And the starting five menu items named after you. So by that, we mean the menu items that we would want to just have named after us. They're that good that we want it to be our own. But before we get into all that, this episode of Section 312 is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is the place you go for all of your prop bets. You go there, they bet over, under. When you sign up, enter our code SEC312 for an instant match on your first deposit of up to $10. Guys, they only use the top tier athletes. They don't use anybody that's not the best of the best. They use the good players, the great players, the phenoms. They don't use any scrubs. Only the best of the best. Go to check them out, Thrive Fantasy, or go to thrivefantasy.com, or check them out in the App Store, Thrive Fantasy. And remember, enter our code SEC312, and we're going to give you 10 bucks. You deposit 10 you get 10 That's 20 bucks to bet on whatever you want. So go check them out, Thrive Fantasy. All right, boys, we're coming off of a 4th of July weekend. I don't know about you guys, but it did not kind of feel like a 4th of July. I mean, besides, we get, besides, you know, the greatest athlete of all time doing what he does best, devouring 75 hot dogs in a matter of 10 minutes, uh, the 4th of July, what did you guys do over the 4th before we get into Joey Chestnut's dominant performance? I worked. That worked? Yeah, I worked all day. I got drunk on a boat. That's what I did. That sounds went, that sounds fun. I went fish I went fishing. So we didn't we didn't catch too much though. Like I caught the first fish and I caught another fish that was a half inch from being a keeper. So that kinda sucked. But and then my feet got all swollen from being hot and salty and so that was kinda fun. Vance you worked? From home? Yeah, I was doing emails. Um, I wasn't very productive. And then I started watching TBT, and I was enjoying that. But, yeah, I mean, I, I was at home. So, 4th of July, I don't know. It just didn't – there was no sports. There was no baseball. I didn't really barbecue. We ordered chilies. I just hung out with the woman, chilled at the pool, at her a pool in the backyard of her house, you know. And it's like – I don't know. It just – there was something different. I mean, obviously, the world is, you know, in chaotic form right now. But, I don't know. This 4th of July, it just it didn't even feel... And normally, the 4th of July is, like, my favorite holiday, right? Because I love just playing bags, you know, chilling outside by a fire, grilling up some good food, you know, good people, the company around you. And it's like, you know, I feel like it was left out this year. It really was. So, besides... You know, no sports and everything. Let's get, just jump into it. Joey Chestnut, right? I love watching the hot dog eating contest. I don't know why, but I love watching this man just constantly win title after. He won his 13th title. 
13? 13 titles for Joey Chestnut. He ate That's 75 amazing. dogs in 10 minutes. 75. New, it's he broke a his own world record. Right? World yeah, record. I always forget it's on every year. I think the last, like, the last time I watched it was like maybe three years ago or something like that. You I think- always forget it's on. It's overrated to me. I, I don't know. I don't I don't need to watch a I don't need to watch a bunch of people shoving wet hot dog buns in their mouth. Like just gives as me as fat as I am, is it makes me kind of sick. Like I don't gives know. me anxiety. Gives me anxiety. Just the idea of soggy hot dog buns because you have to eat both the hot dog and the hot dog buns. So like you just see all the crumbling like wet hot dog. And, like, <laughs> That's that would be the it'd be a texture thing for me, right? I wouldn't want That's to put these saying. soggy yeah. buns. <laughs> Yeah, what's a soggy bun? I mean, it goes down. Imagine too, like most most sports, it's like it doesn't matter. Well, I guess I don't know if you can call competitive eating a sport, but in most competitions, it's like to come in to come in like like you don't have to necessarily win to still like profit stuff. But imagine coming in second place in competitive hot dog eating. That would suck so much ass. (laughs) You like. You push your body to the limit. You eat like let's say let's say you eat seventy hot dogs. You're like, holy shit, I ate seventy hot dogs. And then that motherfucker Joey Chestnut's like, that's cute. Like that would suck so much ass. Regardless of like if they gave you a medal, like if you win some money, like I don't know how that shit works, but that would suck so much ass if you like hustled that hard in a hot dog eating contest to fucking lose. What kind of shit do you take after you ate seventy five hot dogs? That's what I'm trying to understand. You, like, you binge drink Pepto Bismol and Dulcilax. That's what you. <laughs> that's what you get. It's just like out of control. Yeah, um, amazing, I get. I I hate hot dogs. Right, I hate them. I like like stuff on dogs, like chili cheese dogs and stuff like that from Portillos. Um, but Attaboy. I like I like hot dogs at a ballpark. Right, I like hot dogs at a baseball game. Um. But if I if I'm making these hot dogs at home, right? Even if I boil them or microwave them, no matter what, I'm only eating maybe two. After two, it's like, oh, uh, they start to taste just gross. And I don't know what it is, but there's something about ballpark dogs that are just different from dogs at the store. I'm not gonna lie because you paid fifteen dollars for it. That's why. <laughs> I uh, I ate hot dogs on Dollar Dog Day one time at the USL. Me Atlanta. too. I did like, that. I, no joke. I ate eight dollar hot dogs because they have like a plain one for a dollar that's not as big and juiced up with onions or whatever. Right. Yeah, and that I ate eight of those in one night, like a double header. They had a ended one game, played the rest of the other game, and yeah, we had eight in like four or five hours. It was kind of embarrassing, <laughs> but it was also like impressive. Like this shit was great. It was dollar dogs, dollar dogs. You're drinking the dollar dogs imagine, start to be great. But then imagine though, times that by seven. Times that by and, or that times that by ten, and you might beat Joey Chestnut. And then shrink it by twenty, thirty yeah. times the time frame. And I mean, dip I, it in I water. couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't do it. But it, it is like, you know, an, an accomplishment. I'll give him that. I couldn't do it, so I'll give him credit for <laughs> it too. Yeah, I, that that just uh, I I get. I don't know. I, I think it's a little overhyped because also too like. The, when I watched it a couple of years ago, it's like they build it up for like an hour. It's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, the hot dog eating contest, and then it's over, like just like that. It's like, oh, all right, cool. 
they an hour of pregame. <laughs> yeah, hour like of they, pregame for ten minutes. Like <laughs> they, they ate the hot dogs. All right, cool. Now, something I was curious about. Speak, like I mentioned, like competitive eating is not a sport, but and I mentioned this because I did play some bags slash cornhole, however you want to pronounce it. And I want to challenge anybody right now. I am on a hot streak in bag slash cornhole so far this summer. Your boy can't freaking miss. So I challenge anyone to a game of cornhole. But first of all, I'm curious though, is professional cornhole a sport or like, cause I feel like it's kind of grouped into like bowling where like, it's definitely a sport, but you can't really consider them athletes. Like a professional bowler to me is not an athlete. Like a professional cornhole player is not an athlete, but is what they do a sport? I think so. That's what I think. I think so. I mean, why wouldn't it be? It's just barely. Like it, I think it's like just barely a sport. But they're not athletes. So it's like, eh. But I don't know. I'm a little more on the fence than you guys. Like, there's no running, jumping, leaping. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but you have to train yourself in order to do what they do, right? You can't just go out and do it. You got to train and prepare your body to be able to devour 75 dogs in 10 minutes. Well, yeah, I think the eating I, contest I, 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 over a cornhole is a sport, honestly. I think the eating what? contest is more of a sport. There's no equipment. Yeah. You got to have equipment in a sport. What, what the hot dogs and the buns are the equipment. What do you mean? Right. Yeah. That's not, that's, that's that's not their, equipment. It's the ball. The only ball is the hot dog, and it goes into the. You don't throat. eat the ball. What do you do? You don't <laughs> eat the ball. That's the whole game. How many can you eat? I don't know. I mean, it, it's weird. There's a lot more just physical. Cause, okay. No. Like, just because something is competitive doesn't automatically make it a sport. Eating is not a sport. Just because you throw competitive in front of it. Like, if I want to sit here and time, and time myself and how fast I can eat a box of cereal, that's not me competing in a sport just because I say I'm competitively doing it. You need other people to compete. Okay, us three. <laughs> you, next, next week on Section 312, we'll be athletes because we'll time ourselves eating a box of cereal. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> if it's Fruity Pebbles... I got you guys, and maybe under—I could probably eat the whole thing under ten minutes. What about the fruity pebbles with marshmallows? You ever had Ew, those? Ew! What? No. What? Oh, dude! <laughs> Ew! Dude, no. that, changed, that changed the game. When they put marshmallows and fruity pebbles, oh, that changed the game. All right, That's boys. Are they trying to be Lucky Charms? I don't like that shit. Yeah, I—I I don't even like Lucky Charms. Yeah. Unpopular I opinion, right? But hell, I don't the like hell's, them. The hell's wrong with you? But, all right, boys, let's get away from food. Fourth of July, Joey Chestnut. Uh, let's get into some NFL stuff. We'll talk to Mahomes mega deal. Then we'll do the cheat sheet for the Bears, and then we'll go right into a Sneedler's list. Uh, Patty Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. Highest paid deal in the history of sports. Ten years, $450 million with potential to reach $503 million. That man is getting $45 million a year. If you're the Chiefs, is this a good move or did they fold under pressure and just lock him down right away? I mean it's a it's a terrible move. Nobody <clears throat> nobody's no athlete is worth five hundred million dollars. Uh, you know, 
I, kidding he's, me? Er, he's earned that money. He's earned that money, in my opinion. I, I mean, that's just me, but I have, he's still young as hell, though. Like, I, I have but thought that's, where, that. that's my whole point. I have thought that, right? I've thought, you know, nobody's worth that, but because he got paid baseball money, right? And not even, not even Mike beyond, Trout. Beyond Mike, Mike Trout, Trout is looking at him like, dude, what the hell? Yeah, Mike he Trout like got four four twenty or something, right? Yeah, Mike, Mike Trout got like four hundred and twelve million or whatever. But I think, and I don't know why, but I think they made a good deal. I, I, I do, love it. I do I love like it. it. He's it's the face too of the NFL. risky. And the best player. He's going to be the best player in the NFL for the next ten years. Long, long. I know a lot of people don't like to hear it, but that's long, what he's going to be. Long-term deals in themselves are risky enough. Like a ten, like ten-year extension is hard enough as it is. But that kind of money. Well, and then everyone's acting like the end of the deal is a long way away. He'll be thirty-six. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is thirty-six right now. So, you know, I think to put it in some perspective, he's not even going to be that old at the end of the deal. Yeah, um, I mean, like I understand. That's why I. That's why I like it. I understand why they did it because, like, obviously you want to lock up Mahomes. I just think, like, in the long run, like none of these contracts are ever worth the money. Like Bryce Harper is not going to be worth the thirteen-year, three hundred thirty million dollar deal with the Phillies unless they win like five World Series and he win. You know, unless they unless they become a dynasty, he's not going to be worth it. And I, I think it's going to be the same with the Chiefs. Like, what if? In, let's, let's just say in these next 10 years, what if the Chiefs win just a single Super Bowl? You sign your quarterback to a 10-year, almost $500 million deal, and let's say they get hit, they get one Super Bowl. That's not worth it. Maybe to, them, maybe to them it is, right? You're talking one more, right? You get one more. Yeah, well, they they got the one with him for less than four hundred million. But he could. But they're looking at he could go down as the greatest chief of all time with this deal. He can rack he could up go all down the, as the stats. Greatest player of all time. Well, I'll say yeah. Whoa, greatest, whoa, greatest hold, hold down, hold down, hold, hold your record. Hold, hold, I'm, hold I'm it. I'm serious. Like, look at what he's Brady. done so far, Mister well, Mister Brady. Mr. Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. All right, we already Maybe. know that. He could win that many more. Like he really could win. Not that according many to more. Jeremy. Not according to Jeremy. If the Chiefs only get one more out of this deal, Tom Brady <laughs> has six compared hey. to Mahomes' two. Hey, simple math, man. That's like that's 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 always going to be my argument for like LeBron not being better than MJ. Like ultimately, it's like how many rings do you have? MJ has six. LeBron. So when LeBron has yeah, five, but then you go into the whole Bill Russell thing because Bill Russell's got twelve, right? Yeah, but I'm saying like you can't. So then you're Bill saying Russell Bill Russell? Yes, you I'm can. Like, you're just saying just talking about positions, like position wise, like oh. Bill Russell against MJ is not comparable. But and like that time in the '60s was like the Celtics were the only good team in the '60s. Like well, there were there were only seven other teams <laughs> in the league, yeah. which. That's the bigger problem. Yeah, you were playing in an eight eight league, you know, eight team league. Yeah, Any, anything anything prior to nineteen eighty five in the NBA doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, I'd say like eighty, but yeah, I mean, yeah, anything anything, anything pre pre MJ doesn't count. But <laughs> I'm just saying, like, and I thought it was funny though that they like people on Twitter, like on the funny side of Twitter, are trying to say that the. They're like, oh, the Bears are smart because they saved themselves half a billion dollars by drafting Trubisky instead of Mahomes. I'm like, 
<laughs> I mean, to an extent, you right. I mean, <laughs> like, I'm kind of glad that we're not paying someone $400 million. Because football, football is just such a weird sport, man. I mean, like, Mahomes could be the best player in football. That doesn't automatically mean they're going to win so many damn championships. And it's not going to mean he wins, like, so many MVPs or whatever. It's like, I don't like, even, like, I just said, like, even in baseball, like all these big, like all these big contracts, I just feel like are not worth the money. You know, I I get that. You know, these guys are getting paid, but there's also uh, there's also people that I do feel deserve the money, like. Floyd, obviously, you know, Floyd Mayweather, he gets paid just huge money per fight because that's what brings in the money, you know? Because it's fixed, but yeah, okay. And, well, what do you mean it's fixed? Boxing's rigged, bro. Everyone knows that. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Best defensive fighter I've ever seen. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Best defensive fighter. It's like... It's it's annoying to watch him fight, but at the same time, it's amazing. You're like, oh my god, has he even been hit once? I mean, I don't know. It's weird. McGregor actually hit him a little bit early in the fight, but it didn't. No, hurt, right? You know? But Floyd's game is defensive. You're right. You're yeah, right. It's, it's, it's totally it's seventy percent defensive and moving around and, and so picking your Jones, shots. But people hate him. Too. Floyd it's Mayweather the is the greatest boxer of all time. Right. The the sport of boxing, Probably, yeah. pure the, boxer and feet. And no, I'm feet talking and... the sport of boxing and understanding how to win in boxing by landing punches and choosing and not getting hit and just racking up points. Yeah. Right. He is Picking the greatest. Spot, right. He is the greatest point getter in the sport of boxing. You know, but There's you know, never a fight where I think he lost ever. I'm like, he's. I mean, I've never felt like, oh, he lost that fight. It's like, oh, he won. I mean, because he's the touch. better boxer. Even the Pacquiao fight. People thought Pacquiao won. I'm like, are you smoking crack? He didn't hit him. Not consistently. Right. Pacquiao got some good shots, and but Floyd was the better. And that was boxer. towards the end of the fight. Yeah, like, he kind of, like, got a few good ones at the end, and it's like, I'm not, it's not going to turn the whole thing. It was 12 rounds. So we're getting off track a little bit. The Mahomes mega deal. <laughs> it, the boy got paid. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, I think to myself, you know, everyone's like, oh, you know, the Bears, you know, they saved all this money, yada, yada, yada. They didn't get Mahomes. But I think to myself, right, what happens if we get Mahomes? Does that mean we still somehow get Khalil Mack? Well, here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. Like, people need to realize, too, like, in hindsight, it wasn't – it's more about the Bears not drafting Watson than not drafting Mahomes because – the Chiefs took such a gamble in trading up to draft Mahomes. Like, nobody in their right mind. I like, hate that, though. I hate that. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, not even you're, like. You're right, but I hate it. Like Not even like McShay and Kuyper. Like, none of those guys thought Mahomes was going to be in the top 15, let alone, like, top 10. They, they didn't even think he was going to be. He was a borderline. He was a fringe first round pick. They and here the Chiefs are. Yeah, here are the Chiefs with perfectly good Alex Smith who trade up to draft Patrick Mahomes. So it was more of why didn't, like, in my opinion, like, looking back as a Bears fan in hindsight, it's more of why didn't the Bears draft Deshaun Watson? Not so much, because you can do, like, because you can obviously pick that card all day. Oh, they should have drafted Mahomes. Well, remember that that wasn't even an option. 
Really, I mean, it was I mean, either gonna, I, it was Trubisky or Watson, and they chose. No, right, right. I was I was the one who said I wanted Watson, but I get it. You know, Mahomes was the diamond well, in the rough. Said Watson. I told people though at that time that I put I had Mahomes over Trubisky though. I was Watson, Mahomes, Trubisky was my one, two, three. Yeah, and because a lot of people hadn't seen Mahomes, and I'm like, this guy just lights it up, and his arm strength is stupid. Where like you just you can't measure it. It's like he can throw on the run fifty yards, no problem. You know, but I don't think enough people saw that. Texas Tech isn't a very big program. They don't necessarily get to that national level. Yeah. And the Big 12 is tough to rank. Like, is he actually good or is the defense just Because the defense is poor, and, and that's where I think a lot of people underestimated him. And it's like, this guy's arm strength is crazy. Like, you know, I, so I saw it, and I'm like, man, this guy's got a crazy arm. He can move around. Like, I, I enjoy the way he plays. I thought he was a little raw, and he needed some time. And the, yeah. the Chiefs gave him that, you know, so – it's all in the situation too. I think sometimes yeah. it builds him up more. But to answer your question though, Quinn, I don't even think like let's say the Bears drafted Watson instead of Trubisky. I don't even think there's much of a need for Khalil Mack. Like the Bears needed Khalil Mack to really solidify the defense because the offense kind of sucked. If we would have had Watson, the offense would have been much better equipped to handle where the Bears' defense was, which was already somewhat decent. I still think. Oh my bad. I don't want to cut you off. No, but I still good. think that trade. I still think that trade goes because they thought he was going to go to Green Bay, and that became a big thing where he was like, "Max going to go to Green Bay. Max going to go to Green Bay," and we kind of came in and said, "No, fuck that. Like we're not going to let him. This guy <laughs> that's this good going to go to Green Bay. Like no, we'll give you two first round picks and we'll take them from you if you're if you're really willing to let him go." You know, so they kind of circumvented that, and I thought it was a good move by Pace to just say, "We're not letting the team that might be the best in the division already get a guy like that." And just shit on us. We're going to go get that guy and we're going to compete. You know, so I think that was sort of where they were coming from. Not necessarily about, oh my God, this guy's going to be the savior, like everyone thought. I think it was more like, if the Packers get him, we're fucked. All right. You know, all this Bears talk's getting me excited. Let's just go into it. Let's get into the cheat sheet. I was going to bring up a couple other things, but we'll see if we get to it or not. Cheat sheet, the Bears this week. Vance. You just go down your list, and then Jeremy, and then I'll go, right? Your best player, your worst starter, your offensive MVP, your defensive MVP, your most slept on, your breakout player, your favorite player, right? You're, you. This is if you're presenting a cheat sheet to somebody who has never watched football before, has never even heard of the Bears, and they're about to go place a big bet, and this is things that they need to know. All right, yeah, I like this with football. It'll be a little more fun. Um, so the best offensive player for the Bears, I mean, I feel like you'd have to say Allen Robinson right now with where everything's at, you know, just the way he played last year, I would put him as the best offensive player for his position. Um, you know, the key is kind of getting him another guy to take some of the pressure off of him, but definitely, you know, the way he performed last year, the best offensive player, um, Obviously, the best defensive player is Khalil Mack. I mean, there's no real arguing that when he's right and he's healthy. I mean, he's one of the best in the world. So I would definitely take him as the best defensive player. Now, um, worst starter, I'd have to go with probably Bobby Massey because he got some money a few years ago and has just really never been that guy ever since he's come in from Arizona. And I just wish that they maybe you know, would have hit offensive line a little bit harder this offseason. 
Um, for me, the slept on guy is going to be um, James Daniels. He's an offensive lineman. He was a rookie last year. That I know their offensive line wasn't great, but I think he's a guy that's going to get better. And him and Whitehair, when they just get them locked into two positions, should be pretty decent. But they sort of flip-flopped them between center and guard last year, and it's like just make your mind up. Who's going to be the center? Who's going to be the guard? And let them get better. I think Whitehair should probably be the guard You know, if I was doing it. But I like James Daniels. He was a good player in Iowa, and I think he'll get better as time goes on. He's a younger guy right now. Um, and then for my breakout player, um, you know, I might get a little bit of shit for it, but I, I really think Roquan Smith is going to be the guy that people wanted him to be, even though he hasn't quite been yet. And he had some issues going into both seasons so far. I just think you see the talent, you see the flash of speed, you see hands on an interception at on a, you know, a certain play at the end of the year, he made a nice interception. Like he just has a lot of skills and it's like when he's right and he's healthy, he's a pretty damn good player, but Obviously, he had some shit going into both seasons, the contract the first year, and then this year, there was some type of mental thing or something. He was sitting out days of training camp and just wasn't quite there. you know. But I think when you get him there and he's full speed, he's going to be solid. Uh, but you just haven't quite seen it yet. So that's where I mean the breakout. I think he'll have his best year yet you know, coming. Yeah, I mean, the best player on the team, like, again, I mean, it has to be Khalil Mack. You can't really take away his talent and the ability to put his hand in the ground or stand up. I mean, he's an elite, elite pass rusher, and I don't like the whole decline talk. He's not going to decline. I mean, he's 28 or something. He's He's got time to still be great. Um, yeah, he'll be fine. Um, so my favorite player for the Bears? Hmm. That's interesting. Because I like, you know, the NFL so much. Um... My favorite player for the Bears, I would go with Eddie Jackson. Just because I was so hot on that train when he was in like college coming to the league. I'm like, they gotta get this guy. Eddie Jackson is gonna be a great safety. They, you know, they don't have early picks. Like he's gonna be a guy they can get later, and he's gonna be a, a great player. He just got injured in college. This is the only reason why he was sliding down boards. And I was like, man, you know, they they gotta get him. Him and Jordan Howard. I was like really early on the train, like before they ever had them. I'm like, they gotta draft this guy. He's gonna be a mid round pick and he's gonna be a stud. And, you know, so I felt really good about Eddie Jackson, not just becoming a bear, but then becoming a really good bear. He's got a contract, you know, to be there for a while, you know, and I just like that situation. I'm like, I'm really happy for him and happy, you know, the Bears got him and you know, turned him into this elite safety. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready to ruffle some feathers as I as I am, as I always am. So for my overall best Bears player pick, I went with Allen Robinson. Since he was the biggest bright spot uh, for the Bears, uh, I have him as the best player. I put a question mark though. I'm, I, I'm I, that's up for debate. Uh, but picking picking the best player on the Bears, like they kind of suck anyway. So like it's tough. <laughs> but um, worst starter, uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I, I'm very much off the off the Trubisky bandwagon. If I ever really was on. Um, I might have had my toe on the Trubisky bandwagon for a little while, but uh, he he definitely sucks. And I like I still I'm still my like it's a toss up. I think if if Nagy's system is too hard, if Nagy's system doesn't work, or if Trubisky's a bad quarterback, or if it's a combination of all three. But I think he's our worst starter. Honorable mention goes to the Bears running backs. All of them, they all kind of stink. Uh, offensive MVP, Mr. Allen Robinson, once again. 
Defensive MVP, I went with Eddie Jackson since he has been um, the big bright spot consistently on on defense. Khalil Mack, yes, he is Khalil Mack, but there's been a there's been plenty of times where he kind of gets lost in the shuffle, and um, when he gets double teamed, you know, there's not a lot that he can really do. Um, slept on, Mr. Pat O'Donnell. Gotta show love to the punters for all the Bears games I watched last season. Pat O'Donnell was the most consistently good player that the Chicago Bears had. He drives fancy cars. He has a hot wife. He's the slept-on player for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> for, all, for all of those reasons. Um, breakout player, I have Allen Robinson again. Uh, I think he's a breakout guy because like, he had that one big season in Jacksonville, but then got hurt, and then he kind of struggled the first year in Chicago, but... He had such a good year last year, and the Bears' offense needed something. They had no tight ends, no running backs, barely any receivers. So it's nice that Allen Robinson was actually good for whenever Trubisky could throw it to him. And then my favorite player is Khalil Mack. Okay. Um, I'm not riding that train with you. I'm just not. I'm not going to. Robinson train? Why not? I don't think he's good. I really don't think he's good, and he's highly injury prone. He's always been like that. I'm he not, tore I, his ACL. That's not his fault. I am not an Allen Robinson guy. I have never. I haven't been in Jacksonville. I've never been an Allen Robinson guy. He is not a number one on any team. He's not a number one. I mean, maybe not, but he is for the Bears. And that's a problem. And that's what I'm saying. We don't have a good wide receiver. We don't have a good one. Um. I think the best player on the Bears, uh, it has to be Khalil Mack. I'm going to agree with you guys on that. Um, the worst starter, I'm going to say it's Tariq Cohen. I, I don't. Oh. I don't. I'm not on the Tariq Cohen train either. But it's not his. It's not his fault though. It's not his fault that they get that they run halfback dives with a five foot five running back. That's not his fault. But what is his fault <laughs> is all the times instead of just going down, he runs backwards and we lose like ten yeah. to fifteen first, yards. First that to the sideline Cohen, baby. First to the sideline yeah. Cohen. That's his nickname. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My that friend said that to me and I laughed so fucking. First in forty. First in yeah. forty. Jesus. He will beat everyone to the sidelines and he will run out of bounds every goddamn time. Which, I mean, he's a small guy. I get it, but damn. It, it's kind of hard to watch him run. Sometimes. The offensive MVP on the team right now has got to be... I mean, it has to be Allen Robinson, though, because he's hey. because he's the only one that could, you know, he's the only one that, you know, produced last year, right? Show, Everybody show else, some love for AR-12. But it wasn't good. It wasn't a good... You know, production. It was kind of like a desperate. Hey, you know, it was never. It never desperate. came easy. The every yeah, time. That's a Trubisky. That's not. Well, and they have no other. And that's why. And, and that's why I'm saying. You know, he was really the only offensive player we had. Trey Burton went MIA and shit too. So they they had all types of. Dude, issues fuck Trey Burton. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like there was no other option. Oh so hopefully God. they'll have a little bit more with some other guys they picked up this year. But I mean, my I defensive. My defensive MVP from last year, I was going to give it to Nick Kwiatkowski <laughs> because yeah. he stepped in a big role and he filled the shoes and he was a fan favorite. Yeah. And he got paid in the offseason. So 
Um, where'd he go? I think he went to Dallas, right? Oakland. 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 He went to Oakland. Uh, well, Las Vegas. Excuse me. Yeah, Las Vegas. Las Vegas. We're gonna have to get used we got, to that. We gotta fix that. Yeah, that'll be a tough one for about a year or two. Most slept on for me. I think it's David Montgomery. Um, I really don't think we've really seen oh, David oh, Montgomery yet because yeah, I, we I, haven't really want. I mean, we've wanted to do the run game, but like I said, it's always been they they think Tariq Cohen's like the savior of our running game, which is not the case at all. I agree with that a lot. Like he can be, he'll be just fine. It's offensive line wise, they struggled. He was a little too like trying to make a big run out of nothing too many times, but. I think he'll get a little bit better with all better offensive line play. Like it wasn't all him. And the game they did block, he ran well against the Chargers. He ran for over 100 when they blocked. Nagy needs to realize how to properly use the running game, though, as well. Yeah, yeah. I think he threw a lot at Trubisky last year, trying to see what he was about, and everybody saw it. It was not good. (laughs) So, the breakout player, I think it's going to be Jalen Johnson this year. The, the the safety we drafted? Cornerback, probably. Probably a corner for us. But yeah. yeah. From Utah. Yeah, I like that pick. That's a great pick. Because they say he could come in and start. They think he's that good. So I think he's going to be you know the player to watch out for. Um, and my favorite player has probably got to be Staley, the bear. Out of anybody <laughs> who's on the team right now, <laughs> it's oh it's got to be Staley, the bear. This I almost guy. spit on that shit. That was amazing. This yeah, Staley the bear. There's really, there's really I no. Think it's actually Staley the bear. You got is right. is Virginia McCaskey an available option? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I don't, uh, I don't really have a favorite player on the team right now. I don't like really. I mean, you know, I like Khalil Mack, you know, and I like Eddie Jack, but they're not, you know, I'd say they're, consider they're them a, hard a favorite. Team to watch and they're a hard team to root for right now. So, that is the cheat sheet for the Bears this week. Um, Before we get... Bulls Bulls next week? Yes, yes. Bulls will be next week. Oh, God. That'll be excruciating for me. I'm telling you right now. And then then the Chicago Sky after that? Be ready for me to criticize players (laughs) that people like on the Bulls. I will criticize them. Hey, that's what we're here for, my guy. Let's ruffle some feathers. I was going to say, I'll ruffle some Bulls feathers. I'm yeah. the worst because like, I, I like I want to like the Bulls, but then they just do shit that pisses me off, and I <laughs> I just can't. I'm like I'm I'm critical, very critical. So before we get away from the NFL, uh, Cam Newton, his Instagram, the Patriots signed him. He's now the starting quarterback. Um, does this make the Patriots contenders in a division? In a division that. Sneed said that Buffalo will win the division. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm not so sure. I think the Patriots have a chance to steal it from them now. Why? But but we'll see. You know, time will tell. Because they don't I mean, have any. But they don't. They got nobody. Cam Newton's a baller. You know what I mean? Cam Newton's a baller, yeah. and they're going to be good on defense. So I mean, any good defensive team can you know do. But a lot what of what is Bill Belichick going to do with Cam Newton? Is he going to trust the arm, or is he going to try and make him mobile again? Well, oh, they're gonna they're gonna run the football and they're gonna throw a lot of short passes. Are you kidding I'm me? Belichick you. Belichick's Belichick's had one mobile quarterback in his lifetime, and that was Jacoby Brissett, and he still made that guy throw. <laughs> Belichick's gonna let Newton throw. He's not gonna have him run. I mean, he's too old to be running around like crazy. 
it'll just be a mixture of different things, you know, and they're going to have to change what they do a little bit because they haven't had a guy like him. So if he is a starting quarterback, they're going to have to adapt a little. But how much, I don't think it will be a lot. I think it'll be still some gadget plays. They'll try to get the running backs involved in the screen game. They'll try to make it easier for them like they do with Tom, too. Or like no, Matt. No matter what, it's the Bills' division to lose because they almost—they were this close to winning it last year with Brady and all of those guys, and now they added Stephon Diggs. John Brown proved himself to be a really good receiver. Josh Allen proved himself to be a good quarterback. As long as Devin Singletary can stay healthy, and like I said, now they have Stephon Diggs. Cole Beasley is always a reliable third option as a receiver, like they're going to have plenty of offense and their defense is still really good. Singletary is a big fantasy sleeper for me. You should be able to find him around 30 or 40 this year. Well, and well the thing, gonna, like he's talented as all, he's talented as all hell, but you wanted to talk about guys with injury problems. I mean, that hamstring that Singletary has is holding together like a paperclip. I mean, well, he's a young guy. I think it was some college shit and he, whatever, you know, I'm not going to, Trash a guy for one year, you know what I mean? I'll right. change. But I'm just saying, like, him him having like all of those hamstring problems, those just scares me. And he's a stockier guy, even though he's fast. He's he's pretty stocky, you know. I, I'll give him a chance. I think he can stay healthy. You know, we'll we'll see because they don't have much behind him now, like they used to. So Cam Newton in New England posting his workout videos on his Instagram. His hair's looking. I, I don't know what the style is for his hair, but I kind of dig it. Um, do that to do that to your hair. I, if I could, I, I don't even know if I would. I don't think I could pull it off. But what the Browns are not going to pull off, and from my perspective, David Njoku wants out. He wants to be traded because he wants to get paid, and in Cleveland, he's not going to get his touches. Because well, yeah. everybody, there's too many mouths that they have to feed there. Because well, um, they just signed Hooper over. Him, yeah. Yeah. Now, what teams out there, if Cleveland decides to move on from David Njoku, who would be calling up Cleveland to ask for him? Maybe the Cardinals. I, I can see the Cardinals. Like, uh, the Cardinals are because uh, I think they have what like what was his name Ricky Seals Jones or something like they like him but if you can get Njoku I would say the Cardinals or like the Texans they got rid of DeAndre Hopkins everyone's like super pissed off at Bill O'Brien and he loves to make trades we all know that so uh, but Njoku could be a fun target for Deshaun Watson to throw to down there or Miami. I mean, Miami could use could use some help if, if they're going to build around Tua. I like Gasecki down there. He's nice. Little guy out of Penn State. He's fast. Oh, I but, forgot about him, yeah. I think he's a sleeper guy for fantasy this year, too. Mike Gasecki. Right. Yeah. I don't know how to say he had, he, had, he had a couple good games at the end of the year last year. Yeah, he kind of broke out. If I were the Browns, I'd probably just hang <laughs> on to him, to be honest. I don't know what you're going to get. I don't know what – you know what I mean? Like, what are you really going to get in return from a fourth? A fifth. I mean, if you're lucky, you but, know, if he, he's not on a big deal right now. So it's like, you know, if if it, if it was somebody expensive, yeah, I'd look into it. But, but he's that, still but cheap. Sometimes that's worth it, though. If he's going to be a pain in the ass, though, like if he like if he's already ta- like if he's already bitching about like not getting touches and stuff, sometimes it's worth to just to ship him ship him off for for a late round pick just to get something. I got a pee. I got a pee. 
Because I think I think that's like what the Bears did when they had Brandon Marshall. It was like Brandon Marshall was still a solid receiver, and they traded him for like a seventh round pick. Well, they traded him for like a fourth, but yeah, he was getting money then. But yeah, they they sent him off for like a fourth round pick, and I hated that too. I mean, I I don't know. So that wraps up all the NFL talk. We had a lot of news stories that we had to get to uh, for everybody listening out there. But now it's another rendition of a Sneakler's List. Hopefully it has nothing to do with the football because I'm sick and tired of talking about football now. Correct. Jeremy, what do we got this week? We're talking about music. I love music. Maybe maybe even more than, than sports. I don't know. I, lo- I like me some music. So I, 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 There's always going to be plenty of Sneedler's lists uh, focused on music. So today... Um, we're talk. We're breaking down my top ten picks for uh, unexpectedly great collabs in the world of music. Now, this could be albums or this could be songs themselves. They were unexpected, but they're pretty damn good. And this is my opinion, of course. Honorable mention, first of all, goes to Bruno Mars because this guy just keeps kind of popping up in different genres of music and knocking it out of the park. He showed up on Mac and Devin Go to High School doing a weed anthem with Snoop and Wiz. That was weird. He did the song with Kodak and Gucci, Wake Up in the Sky. Everyone was like, what the hell is this? And it was amazing. He also showed up on Bubble Butt by Major Lazer. That made no sense, but guess what? It was awesome. So Bruno Mars, shouts out to you. Never change. He keeps just showing up in random people's songs, and it's awesome. So getting us started at number 10, I have Earth by Lil Dicky. And it's unexpected because there's about 30 different music artists, including Joel Embiid, that all feature on the track. Um, and it's pretty damn awesome. The message of the song is great, obviously, like trying to save the planet. But then having Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Snoop Dogg, Kevin Hart, Joel Embiid, just all these people, Katy Perry, Halsey, Ed Sheeran, just everybody on this song. It's really awesome. And uh, definitely a, an earworm. And uh, a song that I love. And number nine, I have the Bad Meets Evil Welcome to Hell album with Eminem and Royce to 5'9". It was unexpected because for a long time, Eminem and Royce to 5'9 weren't, uh, weren't on good terms. They did the song Bad Meets Evil on the Slim Shady, or part of, uh, the Slim Shady LP back in the day. And they teased that they were going to do more music, but then they went their separate ways. So then for them to all of a sudden do a collab album and it actually be really good... Um, was unexpected, but great. And number eight, sticking with the collab albums, Ed Sheeran with his collab project album that he dropped last summer. It had the internet going crazy with with Ed Sheeran doing songs with Meek Mill, A Boogie, um, Eminem, 50 Cent, Chris Stapleton, Bruno Mars, Ella May, just like all these different people, Cardi B. Everyone was like, what is Ed Sheeran doing, doing these songs with all these people? Well, guess what? He's making bangers, and that album is one of my favorite albums of all time because Ed Sheeran, similar to Bruno Mars, he can just do anything, apparently, and uh, it's pretty awesome. And number seven, I have Take What You Want by Post Malone featuring Ozzy Osbourne and Travis Scott. The unexpected part, of course, is Ozzy Osbourne featuring a Post Malone song. Um, who would have seen that coming? And for it to actually be a huge banger um, made it so much more better. Okay, and number, thank you. And number six, going into the EDM route, we have Noble Gas. It's Steve Aoki and Bill Nye the Science Guy. Not only does it bump fucking hard, 
But Bill Nye, like, does this, like, speaking shit. Like, you know, he doesn't sing or, like, rap or any of that shit. Don't get me wrong. But he, like, speaks, you know, in the song. And it's fucking crazy. But I love it. And if you haven't heard it, you should. It's Noble Gas, Steve Aoki, Bill Nye the Science Guy. Unexpected, but great. So getting us started, uh, recapping the first five, we have Lil Dicky's Earth, the Bad Meets Evil album, Ed Sheeran's collab album, Take What You Want, and Noble Gas. The top five on my list of unexpectedly great music collabs, Isis by Joyner Lucas and Logic. This one was unexpected because Joyner Lucas and Logic had some beef going for a couple years, um, stemming from a track they did with Tech 9 where Logic was being lazy and getting the verse to them. And then he kind of downplayed the whole thing, which pissed off Joyner Lucas and Tech 9 because they were taking it really seriously and they thought Logic wasn't. So then all of a sudden Royce to 5'9 comes along and he's like, hey man, let's just all be friends. And Joyner and Logic were like, you right. And then they drop Isis and it's a fucking bop and it's amazing. And number four, it's kind of a, a toss-up here. I have Heartless by Diplo and Morgan Wallen and Marshmello and Kane Brown, One Thing Right. There's been a new trend now with EDM mixing with country music. And I got to say, I fucking love it. Especially Heartless and especially One Thing Right. Something about it just works. And I'm here for it. And number three, Old Town Road, Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus. Talk about unexpected. Who even realized that Billy Ray Cyrus was still making music, let alone being featured on like the number one song in the world, Old Town Road? That's at number three. At number two, I have Radioactive, Imagine Dragons, and Kendrick Lamar. This first stemmed from them performing it, I believe, at the Grammys. Uh, then they released it as an actual single. And that song was already kind of hard with Radioactive, um, but adding Kendrick, who spits just a fiery, angry verse on it, um, it goes hard, and it hits in a, a lot of different places, and I'm here for it. So before we get to number one, just another recap of my unexpectedly great music collabs list. We have Earth, Bad Meets Evil, Ed Sheeran, Take What You Want, Noble Gas, Joyner Lucas, and Logic, the EDM country music, Old Town Road, Radioactive, and at number one, I have Airplanes Part 2, which was B.O.B., Haley Williams, and Eminem, which Eminem delivered one of his greatest verses of all time featuring on that song. Also, who would have thought that he would have randomly done a song with B.O.B., who at the time wasn't exactly the biggest name. I mean, he had Airplanes, and his debut album had some hits on it, but he was still sort of new into the into the world um, but Eminem, he's done songs with a lot of ATL rappers and B.O.B. I guess just happened to be the next one. I, I'm not a big B.O.B. guy. I'm not a big EDM person. So that that jammer that slammed with Bill Nye the Science Guy. Dude, listen to that fucking song. I'm about to play it right now just so you can hear it. So, But, it, but I wouldn't be doing it justice. So... That was another rendition of Sneeler's List. Let's get into the MLB. Let's do some schedules. And then we'll uh, talk some Fight Island coming up. And then we'll get to the starting five and get out of here. Uh, Schedules are out, boys. Baseball's around the corner. We start January 24th on ESPN. We got a bunch of games. Cubs are playing the Brewers in Wrigley. Uh, Let's just jump in. We'll do the Cubs schedule. And then we will do the White Sox schedule. The Cubs, they play... 
July 27th, and they finished their schedule uh, at the White Sox September 27th. Throughout their course, they play Cincy, Pittsburgh, Kansas City twice, St. Louis, Cleveland, Milwaukee, St. Louis again, the White Sox, Detroit, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, Cleveland, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, and then the White Sox again. They're not traveling too far. They're staying in their own little regional area there and just getting the games in. Um, I like the schedule. I think it's very promising. Uh, but it could also be very dis- disastrous for the Cubs as well. It's going to be tough. Uh, Milwaukee, St. Louis, uh, Kansas City could, you know, beat us a lot of those series, you know. Jorge Soler, he could definitely tear it up. The White Sox, it could go either way. Uh, Detroit is really the only easy, you know, wins right now. I don't Pittsburgh. think Detroit's going to be very good. Pittsburgh could be good, though. They could be good. They always sneak around. Pittsburgh's so definitely Pittsburgh's definitely gonna suck. <clears throat> yeah, they've kind of sold all their legitimate pieces. I mean, they're rebuilding, but, but yeah, I mean, between Pittsburgh and Detroit, those are the easy games in this two division split. There's no doubt about it. So I'm I'm very optimistic with the Cubs schedule. I can't wait for baseball to be back. But Chris Bryant, he is upset not only with the organization but baseball. Now. If one of the biggest stars in the game is complaining, I don't know how long that this you know season is going to last, right? He said he came out in an interview and said that the Cubs told him that he was going to be tested every other day for COVID, and he got tested Tuesday, and then he didn't get tested again until Sunday. So he's he's fed up, you know. He wants a new contract. The Cubs aren't going to pay him the three hundred something million dollars. Um, but he's upset with how they're doing the COVID testing. I don't know how the other teams are doing things, but that's what he said the Cubs you know, told him and didn't do. But let's get to the White Sox schedule. When you guys pulled up, I'm not the Sox fan. You're wearing the Sox jersey that says Xfinity. How's their, how's their schedule looking? I'm a little I mean, nervous. Yeah, this two-division split isn't the easiest, that's for sure. Um, teams like the Reds make me a little nervous. Like, there's some teams that used to not be good that are getting better. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it, it's not all bad either. They actually have a, a there's like a 20-some game stretch where over, over 15 of the 22 games are like against teams that were under 500 last year. They kind of sandwich like the Tigers twice, the Pirates. And the Royals are in there, like so. They got like a four game, four series stretch that's pretty easy, kind of in the middle. Well, that's what that's what is going to be really. That's what's really going to be fun about the, the beginning. Se- will be interesting. The beginning will be big for them. Well, that's what will be fun about the sixty game season, though. Is like every game that the White Sox play against the Royal, like against the shitty teams that they're supposed to beat, are going to be absolutely important. Like if they yeah, drop. Big, if, big, if yeah. they if they drop a couple games to the Royals and Tigers, I mean that could be it. For You're going to be upset, yeah. And even the Indians games, I think, will be the biggest of the year because I think it's a team that we should be in a sense. But you know, some people are still thinking they're better. They have good pitching. They're not a horrible team. You know, I think the Indians are another kind of wild card. Them and the Reds of like they could either be really good or really bad, and especially in a short season, you know, they could kind of go one way or another. 
Well, and then, like, and then too, like with the NL Central teams, I mean, it'll be a toss-up between the Brewers, Cardinals, and Cubs for whoever wins that division. But all three of them are going to be super tough outs for a well, and they, Yeah, season. and they'll all be close, right? And then you know, as the White Sox, you play all those teams twice now. Um, I think they only see the Brewers for four, which is a little bit of a you know a nice thing. Um, I don't know about the Cardinals. Is it four? Or f- they play the Cubs six times though. So, baseball's around the corner, teams are practicing, day three of camps being open, and Tanaka from the Yankees gets drilled in the face by a line drive. I think it was off the bat of Stanton, if I'm correct. Um, It was, yeah. So, you know exactly that he knows how that feels. Um, Why wasn't the L net up, right? Even if you're doing a scrimmage, right? You still want to protect the merchandise, right? So why wouldn't you have an L net up? That's what I said. I said I don't care how live you're going. Let him throw a thousand miles an hour behind an L screen. I just don't get why he's out there in the open in a practice environment. But you know, if you want it to be a live scrimmage, I, I guess that isn't live. I don't know. I, I didn't like it though. A top three arm would probably for me be protected behind a screen. I wouldn't let him get hit like that. And that that could be devastating for that's going to be devastating for the Yankees, right? Because who knows, you know, when he'll be ready to go now. Right. That's so, a good point. So baseball's around the corner. I'm excited. We're all excited, not because baseball's coming back, but because Fight Island is here, boys, this Saturday, and we get a badass main event. That's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. You would have thought that you get your main event canceled, and then you get a better main event. Like that. Well, this was well. This was the one that this is the one that they were working on for the longest. Like Usman oh, Masvidal was the one. They that didn't was... want to pay him. They didn't want to pay Masvidal, yeah. my guy. I like Masvidal. Yeah. I'm a big Masvidal guy. But this is, that's what's funny. Like I was reading on I was reading an article about it, and they were talking about like leave it to the UFC to like have the main event that they wanted. Don't schedule it. Schedule a different fight, have that one canceled to then get the main event that they always wanted. At <laughs> Fight they Island. Had, yeah, they should have yeah. had originally. I mean, Burns just fought in the end of May or something. I mean, it wasn't long ago at all. Yeah, but he but that was when he beat the shit out of Woodley and barely even I mean, got touched. Yeah, he didn't really get touched, yeah. But but still I don't like those quick turnarounds for me. I mean, give the well, guy a, a lot of guys have been doing that this summer though. Like they're like yeah, I mean, not, not, not as thing. big, not as big of name as Gilbert Burns, but some of the other guys that are trying to work that their way into the top fifteen, they've they've already fought like two or three times. Some of them. Yeah, they tried to do that with Heinish too. But that whole card on Saturday is going to be nuts. Like that main, the main card, the all whole five, main, yeah, all five fights are great. Yeah, I can't, I cannot wait. I think it, it's going to be great. I'm pumped up. The Usman Masvidal fight is going to be epic. Um, yeah. Do we have picks? On, I want to hear picks on that. Though. Yeah. Just that one fight. We don't have to do all well, of them. What about the three? We'll do the three title fights. Yeah, I'm fine with doing all three big fights, but I don't want to put Q on the spot. For the Masvidal Usman fight, I think Usman's going to win, but I want Masvidal to win. <laughs> Okay. I'm taking Masvidal. Like, I'm just taking him. I don't know. There's just something about him and the dog mentality. That I don't I'm like, think. Even though he might lose just because of short notice and I, okay. preparedness and things like but that. But I don't think 
he can send Usman to the Shadow Realm. Right? I don't think he can. I think it'll I'm, go I the distance. It'll go the distance. Usman could take a hit. He's going to go the distance. But I think Usman, just like I said Floyd, right? I think Usman's going to be the better UFC well, is, fighter. Yeah, he is one of those kind of guys, too. Very technical, very sound. And, and with, between kicks and punches, he keeps himself in good positions in a lot of his fights. I would just rewatch the Covington fight this morning. Um, yeah, he, he's a great defensive fighter, too. I'm with his, you on that. His jiu-jitsu advantage is going to help him win, too. I'll take, I'll take Usman. And then, and then I'll also take. Um, I'm trying to remember the other ones. I'll take. I'll take Holloway to get back his belt against Volkanovski, and then I'll take Jan against Aldo to claim the vacant uh, bantamweight belt. Yeah, I have Holloway too. You know, kind of another upset or whatever they call it—an upset. I just think he's better than what he's shown, you know. And it's like he's he, if he isn't better now, he's not ever going to be. So it's like this is kind of his fight, you know, to. To get back where he was at, if he's well, Volkanovski's the one that took the belt from him. That's why I think, right. I think Holloway's yeah. going to get it back. Yeah, yeah, he's got that extra motivation too. He's getting his his you know his rematch right away. Um, you know he, he's got to show it that he's legit and that he's better than him. Okay, so it's a lot of pressure on him now, where there maybe wasn't in the last fight. Okay, I'm taking Volkanovski. I'm taking him to keep the belt, and I'm taking Jose Aldo. Ooh, I okay, got for, for, I definitely first, have first, just so you know, first of all, Volkanovski, not Nowski, and then it's Jose Aldo. But, but just, yeah. say, just say you know. I've definitely got Jan in the third fight. I think he's tough, super tough. Cool. I thought somebody said something. <laughs> so, Vance, do you even want to get into the WWE show? Let's just do the segments. Get the fuck out of here. Hey, you're fine. You don't have to get into it. I haven't watched anything since whatever the last. I really movie, haven't so. either. I watched the Undertaker documentary, and that was really about it. Yeah, they did the last ride after that. I will was- say though, the other night as I was going to bed, I put on WrestleMania one, right. The like, original one? The very first WrestleMania, right? And it was like yeah. some, some no-name guy versus some guy called the Executioner. And they didn't even have like entrances or anything. They just started in the ring. I was like, what? Um. Alright. Here we go. And now it's time for the Ball Guy of the Week. Guys, this week's Bald Guy of the Week, Shaquille O'Neal. Right, and you guys are sitting here like, what? Why? I know, I know why. Why Shaquille O'Neal? Well, first off, this man has a tree in his backyard. <laughs> Not just any tree. He has a, a, a broken rim tree. All the rims that he has broken in his career... Or just playing the sport of basketball, he has lined up in like a bizarre art form shaped tree, and it's got all the different rims and nets. So he's making headlines. Then earlier today or yesterday, he posts another post on Instagram. What should I name her? My new toy. Huge yacht in the background, right? He's sitting there. 
in his swim trunks, thinking, just bought this huge yacht. What can he name her? The Kobe. The SS Kobe. <laughs> so she, yeah. So Shaquille O'Neal, ball guy of the week this week. I like it. I saw the tree, too. I, I saw that. I like that a lot. It was cool. So... Let's get into the starting five, Len. Let's get out of here. The starting five menu items that you would want to have named after you. It's making me hungry already, but I've been back. I started my diet again today. The chicken and kale. Nothing but chicken and kale and vegetables. Not eating any more bullshit. We're back in the gyms. The gyms are open. Um, Jeremy. What's up? I... Did you think you muted it again or what? No. <laughs> no. I'm here. I'm on my best behavior. I told you. New new year, new me. Alright, Jeremy, so the starting five menu items named after you, Vance, I'm thinking of a number between one and eight. Five. Jeremy. Eight. Oh, the number was seven. Jeremy, yeah. where do you want to go? I guess I'll go first. I will go second, and Vance will go third. Starting five menu items named after you. Go. I mean, since I'm still not entirely sure what we're what we're doing here, I'm just gonna say I, I I'm gonna treat it as like what items I would want named after me. Like I guess I don't know. Um, so I'm just gonna go with like a cocktail, like I don't, I don't know, like make a drink, make make some drink and name it after me. That'd be cool. Okay. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna go that route too. I was gonna say the the pina colada from Outback could be could be named after me. That would be cool. Um, but all right, you took you took the cocktail drinks. Um, I will go with. Instead of it being called a big beef from Portillo's, it would be called just the Quentin. Yes. <laughs> okay. Needs reaction. I was going to say something. I <laughs> That's crazy. Um, I got back to back. Um, well, damn, you just said a beef, too. Alright, um, I love McDoubles, man, and McDonald's, like, I call them a million different things, a McFatass, even though they're not, like, the two sandwiches, like, I'll call them anything a McChubby, like, I love McDoubles, <laughs> if that was called a McVance, I'd be with it, I'd be like, alright, cool, like, a McVance, <laughs> like, fuck it, like, cause, yeah, we would always call them McChubbies instead of McDoubles, like, you know, they're just, they're so good, they're simple, they're easy, you know, I could eat three or four of them in a sitting when I'm being fat. Like, they're great, you know. I like the fact that you can't just eat one, you know. So your first p- pick is a McVance, a double McVance. <laughs> <laughs> With yeah. cheese. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, shoot, let me think of the next one. Damn, uh, Van, Vance talking about that just reminded me of, of something now. Yeah, yeah. Um... I mean, this might be a little too broad, but man, I love wings. And even if they are buffalo <laughs> wings, and everybody, the boneless wings, and everybody wants to talk shit like they're not wings, 
Man, call them a, whatever, a Vance or something. <laughs> yeah. They're delicious. I don't care if they're little nuggets, dude. They're fucking fire. Like I need six. I want, my, I need, I want my sauce. On I need six shit, honey yeah. Vances. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like shit, some honey barbecue Vances up in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. For my second pick, um. I'm going to go with, you know, the spicy chicken rigatoni from Buca de Beppo. Fire. It's so good. This man eats way better food than I do. You're making up, you're making up words. <laughs> it's so to, good. I've been to Buca de Beppo one time, and that was with my girl in, like, high school. So, sounds, like a, sounds like a 1980s oh robot God. making noises. I go there so often. Um, Have so, you had the Tower of Lasagna? No. Dude, it was like a stack. It was like... A foot off the table. It was so cool. It was so good. Well, it is called I, the te- it is called the tower. I, I, I swear they call it something like that because it starts leaning like it's not even. So it looks like the Tower of Pisa. Oh man, I smashed that with her dad. It was delicious. So I would I would have that named after me, like the Spicy Michaels. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Well, now, now that I understand the name of the game, I've got two of the best picks that this show will ever see. For my second pick, you guys ever put a McChicken inside a McDouble? Yeah, that, that's the, yeah, that, bang or something. Yeah, that is what I want. Uh, you can name that after me. That would be nice. The McSneedler. Yeah, and then one of my many nicknames in in high school, like mainly when playing baseball, was Snedder Cheddar. So you could probably take that Arby's like beef and cheddar sandwich and just call it the Snedder Cheddar. I'm down for that. Okay. <laughs> okay. For my third pick, for my third pick, I'm gonna go with the cinnamon twists from Taco Bell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude, those things are like pork grinds or some shit. They're fucking. I don't weird. care, but they're amazing. And we I mean, can... they're good, but they're like greased up and fucked up. I don't know. I don't really like them that much. Yeah, you just ask for. I just want some cinnamon cues. Yeah, I yeah. would just eat like one. Like I eat a bite, and I'm like, all right, that's enough. They're they're like extra. Oh no, dude! I could eat. I'm glad they give you such a small bag when you get like the Taco Bell boxes, because dude, I could eat. Way too many of those cinnamon cues. <laughs> That's funny though, because the next thing I was gonna say is like, I really love the nacho fries, man. Yes. <laughs> Call them some fucking nacho schmitties, man. I'm with it. <laughs> some nacho schmitz with cheese. Like, I don't understand why they're so good. Like, there's not. Yeah, it's, it's and not like, even like they're. It's not even like they're that unique. They're not. They're like fries with a little bit of taco seasoning or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like they're really nothing special, but I fucking love them. They just they hit. They little, hit so different. Yeah, they give you a cup of cheese for free, and I think that's what warms my oh, heart. Oh my god! Is that yes. I didn't pay half the price of fries for a cup of fucking cheese, but right. I, that's how it goes, I guess. And then when you order when you order the nacho fry box, if you got some cheese left over, you can drizzle that onto like the taco or whatever Tacos else they put or in the just, box. Yeah. Hell yeah! Yeah. Them in there. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. You're right. I'm still a fat. Uh, I'm still a fat boy at heart. So I got one more, right? Um, <laughs> uh, this might be a little 
off track a little bit, but I don't care. You know when they do like the flaming Dr. Peppers <laughs> and shit like that? And they don't even really do that at bars very much anymore because they don't like to light drinks on fire. But man, if you called it a flaming Schmitty, I think that shit would be awesome. <laughs> like, you know, like a flaming Dr. Pepper. It doesn't, it's not Dr. Pepper. It's like beer and mixed drink shit all. It's not, there's nothing Dr. Pepper about it. It just kind of gives you that taste for a second. But yeah, like a flaming Dr. Pepper, if you've ever had one, it's like they put a shot and they set it on fire and they drop it in like a half beer and you just chug the whole thing down. It's pretty fucking good. And it makes you feel nice pretty fast. Okay. That's Dr. Dr. Vance's prescription. If you're not feeling nice, just drink a flaming a fl- flaming, a flaming Dr. Schmitty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for my fourth pick, I am going to this is a tough one. Um I'm going to go with the toasted coconut ice cream from Killwinds. Um, <laughs> what the hell is that? That's what I'm saying. This man's eating on a different level right now. I don't know what that even is. The to- it doesn't even sound good. Toasted coconut ice cream from Killwinds. Uh, like something my bougie sister would get, and I'd laugh at her like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> we we could shit. call it. We could call it. Q's toasted coconuts. That's some shit. <laughs> if, if, I'm, if I'm watching football at Quentin's house, I'm slamming that shit down Gronk style. Get that shit out of here. So that's that's my fourth pick. I really don't like coconut. Um, so my la- my last two picks, um, I want them to create just like a garbage donut and name it after me. I'm a sucker for donuts. Uh, especially like, you know, I, I could go for some junk food every once in a while. So load up a garbage donut, put some pretzels on there, put some drizzle on there, put a donut hole in the middle. Like some, I've had some donuts before where it's like a donut with a donut hole actually in the middle. Like just lather up a garbage donut, call it the Sneed. Like don't even, don't even get creative with the name of it. Um, so I'll take that. And then, um, um, so at Culver's, what I, what I really like is getting the, um, mint Oreo mixer and you could go ahead and name that. You can, you can give that a name for me too. I, I, I enjoy those. Okay. For my last pick, I am going to go with. The Rodeo King Burger from Burger King. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it would be called... I don't know. It, probably just the Q-Man, right? I think that's what it would be called. That would be... Uh, that would be my my decision. Is that burger? I don't know why. That's like the only thing I like from Burger King. Although their fries are all right too, and sometimes their Oreo shakes. But the chicken fries, chicken fries are slept on. But that's what I'd go. They always have been, and they still are. Chicken fries. I I would go with the Rodeo King burger. So Vance, you got your final. I knew you were talking about Rodeo burgers, and I wasn't even here. I knew you were talking about Rodeo (laughs) burgers. Had to be. What else could he be talking about? Um. My last pick, 
Um, I'm trying to think of a, a worthy one here. Um, you know, um, <laughs> all right, this is stupid, but, um, you know, like they call him a foot long at Subway, man. I mean, hey. Just call it a Schmidt, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, just call it a Schmitty. Hey, I'm, I'm with it. Any type of footlong, you know what that means. I'm not going to ra- elaborate on that. But, you know, that'd be a fun name. You got to come up with a catchy jingle, though. Like, $5 footlong is, is a catchy jingle. But what kind of jingle can you come up with for a $5 Schmitty? <laughs> that doesn't even it. Oh, sound good. Uh, that doesn't even sound appealing. Yeah, does, does that, ri- does that put, ring? Put your spitty on a schmitty. <laughs> <laughs> if, we, if, if we ever come up with more merchandise for the show, can that please be on a shirt? Is there spitty on your on the schmitty? <laughs> oh my god! Just a long ass subway sub sandwich. Oh my god! Yeah, we got it. We got to create some more merch. Um, oh my god! <laughs> but all right, guys. Speaking of merch, you can go buy some merch at section312.com. There's a tab for the shop. Go check it out. We are an affiliate of the Midwest Sports Network. Go follow them on all social media. MWSN.net. Go follow all of our social media at Section Three One Two Show. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, Midwest Sports Network section312.com until next week guys this is section 312